Baruch Hashem, we begin again. Thank God. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem, for giving us a new day, a new opportunity for growth, a new opportunity to be alive and to live our life as, as people who work on themselves, because that's what life is about. Life is about changing and growing and learning new things about yourself all, every day, every day of your life. You want to work and work as, as the tzaddikim, as we know, Avraham, the Sarah, Zikanim, Bayim, Bayamim, the Torah says that Avraham and Sarah were old and they were people who worked every day. Every day. Avraham, the Sarah, Zikanim, and it says, Avraham, Zakain, Bayamim. It's all about your days. It's not about your months or your years. It's all about your days. One of the tzaddikim, I think, the Kleisenberger Rebbe, Zchusa Yogen Aleinu, said that the difference between me and my friends was that my friends always looked at what could I accomplish for the year? What could I do this year? What could I accomplish this whole year? While I said, what could I do today? When a person is focused on Ohev Yamim Lirostov, when we're focused on Today, right, many times a person just wants to say, okay, uh, what am I doing? What are my goals? My goals are, uh, what am I going to be in, in 10 years from now, in 15 years from now? What am I going to be like in 5 years from now? And like we say all the time, the best thing that you can do for your future is you can live today to the best of your ability. That's the best thing you could do for tomorrow is to have a great today. And the best thing you could do for yesterday is to have a great today. And Baruch Hashem, that's why we're blessed to learn the Sefer of the Chavetz Chaim, which helps us and focuses us on the most important thing, and that's how we treat each other, how we treat ourselves, because everything is an outgrowth of how we treat ourselves, how we talk to ourselves, how we have inner, uh, inner thinking, when we have talking in our own brains, uh, talk, self-talk, because your talk towards someone else is going to be a result of the talk that you have towards yourself. And even, even, even deeper than that, many times a person will be much nicer to other people than he will be to himself. So Hashem will help each and every one of us. That's why we, we learn the Hilchus Lashon Hara to remind ourselves of the fact that we want to see the good in everybody, we want to love everybody, we want to love ourselves, and we got to work on it every day. It's not something that, that a person can wait till he says, okay, now I am a person who is always positive. It doesn't work like that. It's something that you want to, especially that's why I always say when it's raining outside. I love when it's raining outside. Why? Because it forces a person to find the rain uh, the, to find the sunshine within himself. If you're always waiting for the day to be a beautiful day, so you wake up and say, oh gosh, it's a rainy day, it's a, a day, oh, it's going to be one of those days. What does that mean it's going to be one of those days? I'm going to create whatever day that I want to create. Okay, so with that, we want to create a day of love, we want to create a day of acceptance, we want to create a day of forgiveness. We want to create a day of only seeing the good 
in ourselves, seeing the good in others. And just to clarify again, as we say all the time, it's very normal for a person to see the bad in somebody. It's very normal for a person to be agitated with somebody. The goal is not to get rid of that. The goal is not to get rid of your negative thoughts. The goal is to bombard yourself with, thank you very much. The goal is to bombard yourself with positive thoughts. The goal is to learn how to have more positive thoughts. That's our goal. So let's begin in, um, in, in Hilchus Rechilus. Uh, page day 75, page 191, and purity of speech. Purity of speech, day 75, 191. Says the Chavetz Chaim. You're not allowed to speak Rechilus to a non-Jew. Very important for business. This can cause great damage. If you're talking to a non-Jew about a Jew, so that can cause great damage. What's an example? Remember, Rechilus is where you're pinning two people against each other. Mr. Landau, the owner of a textile company, tries to convince Alan, a non-Jewish customer, to become his customer. <coughs> so again, Mr. Landau owns a textile company, and he's trying to convince this non-Jewish customer, this right non-Jewish customer, to become his customer. So what does he say? Right? Ah, I gotta make money. So what do I gotta say? He says, I don't know why you buy from that company from Mr. Katz. Right? He says, Hirschfeld, he sells old and damaged material. So what did you just do? What you just did is you, you first of all, it's even Lashon Hara, right? probably if you say that he sells old, right? even though you're not telling Lashon Hara to a guy, but that's even worse to tell it to a guy, right? We've, we learned that before, why? Because he doesn't have, it's, it's going to be the same thing. He doesn't have a mitzvah not to listen and believe it. And he doesn't have a chiv to dal the guy. So such a comment can cause Alan, the, the, the non-Jew, to stop purchasing from Mr. Hirschfeld. And can even result in Alan reporting him. It may thus cause Mr. Hirschfeld to lose his source of livelihood. That's case number one. Another example. Your superintendent in your apartment asks you, who constantly is leaving their garbage out and doesn't place it in the incinerator? So you are not allowed to reveal who the culprit is. You're not allowed to say who the person is who's doing that. Why? What's the danger of telling a, a non-Jew, Rechilus, right? right? It's much worse than telling a Jew. Why? Because a Jew has the mitzvah of being Dan Lakaf Schus and not accepting the Rechilas. However, a guy will automatically accept your words as fact and thereby, thereby it'll cause another Jew to be harmed. That is Hilchus Rechilas Zion Dalek. Question, comments? I made a shahako before. So. Question, comments? Yes? Um, so in the case of the, of the apartment building, the guy, so in a, in a case where it's just 
Well, if it's two, right, that's if there are two people in the apartment right. saying that if you have a... So is that considered... If you have a... Yes, yes, if they'll figure it out, yes. That, no, that, that you're trying to do, correct. Not as it wasn't me. Oh, no, you could say it wasn't me if if, if you won't... No, then you can't say it. Well, one of the cases of Chavetz Chaim says that, that even if you're going to get hit by that, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta take the hit. So I think he says you could, it could be, you could do that to protect him. Instead of saying Lashon Hara, maybe. Could be. Again, that's a, yeah. Yeah, correct. I take responsibility. Especially if you, let's say, have a good relationship with the super, and he's not gonna be upset at you. And the other guy's about He'll be upset at the other guy. Then, then you, you might want to take one for him, yeah. Yes, the other. Would you be able to say something like along the lines of, uh, I have better, higher quality materials, not putting yes. your, not putting down, right. putting yours up. Right. So I, I, right. So I, I don't know. If, I don't know. If, I don't know if I would say I have better materials. Um, it's a great question. It maybe if it maybe if it's true and you're not saying it to put it down. Hey, listen. I just want to tell you, I buy my material from this company, you could look into it. It happens to be that that material is of a stronger quality. His material might be good, but I know that he gets it from that company and it's not as strong a material. Because, and like, first of all, great question. You, you know, it's all your delivery also. If you say, listen, like, you know, when you say, yeah, oh, my material is the best material, that guy doesn't know what he's doing, or even if you don't say, that guy doesn't know what he's doing. I have the best material at Calmness. You could say, this is my material. I have very good material. You know, the best way to do business is a business. This is why the Chavz Chaim is so beautiful. The best way to do business, and I'm sure you know this, Eliakim, you've been in that world, and, and anyone who's, who's done sales or has done things, the best way to, to keep customers Absolutely. is to be honest, <laughs> to be trustworthy, and to say, this product is not so good. I'll be honest with you. This car that I'm selling you is not such a good car. You know, these are the milestones, these are the benefits, and these are the weaknesses. You know, our company has benefits, and his company has benefits. I can tell you the benefits of our company. That's where Amuna comes in. That's where Amuna comes in and says, why is he buying, buying my product? Is he buying my product because I'm the man? Or he's buying the product because, because Hashem wants to send me the business. There's a story I heard from, from the person himself. It was a, a fish company that this guy had in, in uh, Borough Park um, like for many, many years. And then as Borough Park, I think Borough Park back in the day didn't have so many, hard to imagine, didn't have a lot of Jews there or Flatbush, whatever, that whole neighborhood. So there was only one fish company. And the guy used to drive around in his truck, you know, doing deliveries, doing stuff. And then when, 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 uh, when it became a bigger community, so another... Uh, competition came in and the person told this to me he said he said that this is what happened to him he was the second company that, that came in the first company guy spent the whole day with him he took off the day he took off the day from his company and drove him around <coughs> to show him wow. all the main spots where he can you know you know make business that's a yid. Right. That's a yid. That's a yid. That's what it is. When I have a muna, when I have a muna, 
that Hashem is the one that provides me so I can give. I don't have to talk Lush and Hara. I don't have to say his product stinks. Maybe he's got a better product than me. That could be. But I'm telling you what my product is. You know, great question, Eliyakim. Very good point. And which is, which is really what Lush and Hara is. What Lush and Hara is, Lush and Hara is, in order for me to feel good, he has to be down. <laughs> Not the fact that I can feel good and let him be up, and I can still feel good. That is exactly what Lush and Hara does. Lush and Hara says, oh, I am really nobody, but if I push him further down, then I'll be somebody. It's no. also when you put somebody Lift down in their up. face. It's like some people, um, the whole thing with like tochacha, giving tochacha, is uh, the reason why like it speaks very strongly about it is because only people who know how to give it are supposed to give it because for that reason because otherwise right. otherwise why like you're, you're otherwise you're doing it and you're trying to make you're a show make I'm much better it. exactly you're not even caring for him yeah okay. so true okay Hashem will help each and every one of us that's the beauty of a person learning to love himself more and to put yourself up and to lift yourself up that's where it comes from. That's where it comes from. It comes from you, you putting yourself down, and then you need to put other people down to lift yourself up. I'm not really doing anything. I'm not really being successful. I'm not really living a good life. So I don't have to live a good life. As long as everybody else is living a worse life, then that's okay. But that, that, that doesn't do it. I want to be happy with who I am. And, and, and regardless if how somebody else is doing. Yes, Rafi. That what? Right. Right. Can a so from is right that you correct? Yeah, that could be. That could be right that you don't necessarily want them to be bad. You just want to be like them. You want to. You want to excel just like them. Correct. Yes. Beautiful. Yes, Ben. Doesn't even seem like you're pushing yourself up. When you push someone down, it's just so you compare it to them, you are higher up. You're Correct. not getting pushed up, you're just Correct. pushing them down. Correct. Right? You're staying the same way you are. You're, you're going even lower because you're putting them down. So you're lowering yourself and you're pushing them down. Like we always say, it's not the person you're speaking about, right? It doesn't say something about the person you're speaking about, it says something about the person who's. Who's saying that, that, that when, when a person talks Lashon Hara and talks negative about something, it's not the product that you're, that you're uh, sharing the negativity. You're sharing who you are. You're sharing your weaknesses and who you are. Okay, Hashem will help each and every one of us to be Zocha as we learn the halachas of the Chavetz Chaim, Hilchas Lashon Hara every day. We are blessed to be able to learn the halachas of the Chavetz Chaim of purity of speech every day and through that it'll help us love ourselves more it'll help us love each other especially tomorrow is the fast of Asara Batavis it's the only fast that can fall out I think on a Friday it would even fall out on a Shabbos if it would in our calendar it doesn't fall out on Shabbos but if Asara Batavis fell out on Shabbos since the Pasuk says, on that day, we would fast on Shabbos. The only other fast that's like that is Yom Kippur. So tomorrow's the fast day. And they say that it's very important, Asar Batavis. Why? Because if we do Asar Batavis right, then we won't have a Tishabav. That's what they say. Why? Because Asar Batavis is when Nebuchadnezzar 
laid siege on Jerusalem, on Yerushalayim. It's when they began the destruction of the base of Megdash. Why is the base of Megdash destroyed? Why do we not have the base of Megdash? Why are we fasting tomorrow? Because, the Chavetz Chaim says, because of Lush and Hara. Because we talk down at other people. We talk down at ourselves, about ourselves. We don't value ourselves. We don't value the way we speak. And uh, so it's very, uh, very good time for a person to think about how I can... It's not just about fasting. The, 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 the avoda of fasting is not the fasting. That's, that's just a, a way to show us that we got to fix ourselves. And the best way to fix a person in Lashon Hara is to learn the halachas, that's all. Learn the halachas Lashon Hara. Be more sensitive in speaking Lashon Hara. That's the best way a person can fix his relationship with other people. You know why? Because the more happy you are with yourself, the more loving you are with yourself, the more accepting, forgiving you are of yourself, the more you feel good about yourself, the more you don't have the need to talk about anybody else. And the less you talk about other people, the more you focus on who? Yourself. The more you focus on yourself, the more you're able to strengthen yourself and to work on yourself. Otherwise, you just become a person who is totally chasing, as Benachem Goldberger says, you're chasing everybody else's tail. The dog at least chases his own tail. At least the dog is chasing his own tail. You're chasing everybody else's tail. And that is why a person doesn't feel good about himself, because I'm living in everybody else's life. So Hashem will help all of us. We'll be zocha to do tshuva. We'll zocha to fix our speech. We'll zocha to fix the way we look at other people, the way we look at ourselves, us and all the Jewish people. Amen. Okay, we begin the second parak of Zrizus, which is very powerful. So we're going to talk a little bit, because the, the theme over the last uh, parak, and as it's continuing, is laziness which is a great topic. The reason it's a great topic is because everybody is lazy. Everybody has laziness. Nothing to be upset at yourself. Say, oh, I am so lazy. There's something wrong with you. Nope. There's nothing wrong with you if you are lazy. There's something right with you if you are lazy. But what do you got to do? You got to fight against the laziness. That's all you got to do. That sounds easier said than done, or maybe not. Or maybe easier done than said. Right? That you could actually do it. Because laziness is all in your head. A lot of laziness, not all in your head. I'm sorry, I take that back. Laziness is a lot in your head, as we've been speaking about. And it's also in your body. There's a physical body that I just want to, ah, I want to chill. Especially our generation, where we're able to chill, right? It used to be you got to get up uh, dawn, and you got to, you know, you got to get up and milk the cows, and, and uh, you know, feed the chickens, and you got to, you know, the roosters, you know, roostering and all that stuff. But nowadays, a person could just, you know, turn the heat high, turn off the lights, you know, and pull the covers back over his head and still eat a beautiful <coughs> fat meal, right? You can mamish, you could just live in the world of, which we're going to talk about later on, that's one of the helpers of laziness. One of the helpers of laziness is just to be totally, totally comfortable all the time. I always got to be comfortable. Okay, but we're not going to talk about that now. What I want to talk about is what the Masil Sharm talks about, and that is there are different parts of laziness. Here we go. Number one, the first part is, is that when something is right in front of me that I have to do. Something comes to me that I have to do. 
right? It's time. The time is there, and I gotta do it, right? Um, uh, what's an example? Right? I, I gotta take my stuff. I gotta take my stuff and take it to the cleaners. I have laundry. I gotta do laundry. I gotta do laundry. Let's put it in, in those terms. I gotta do laundry. A person has to uh, get up in the morning, right? That's something that a person does. So laziness is, oh yeah, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it, I'm gonna push it off. I'll do laundry tomorrow. I'll get up, right? Whoever created the snooze, right? The snooze button. That guy is a genius. Why? Because he understood that that is the first thing. We say, oh, what's the big deal? It's great to have snooze. No, because what the snooze button does is it promotes laziness. What does it tell me? I'm not doing it now, I'm gonna do it later. Don't do it now, do it later. I'm not gonna get up now, get up later. I'm not gonna do laundry now, I'm gonna do it tomorrow. That's number one. Number two is opportunities come to you. Someone comes to you and says, I got a great opportunity for you. I have a great opportunity for you. You'll go to yeshiva, I'm gonna send you to yeshiva. You'll be in yeshiva this year and you'll do well this year. The guy says, man, okay. I'll push it off another year. I'm not gonna do it, right? I got a great thing for you. There's a great sheer going on. Nah, nah, I'll push it off another year. So that's someone who gives you an opportunity. So first, first the Ramchal says, there's something that I have to do. I gotta get out of bed, snooze button. I gotta do the laundry, oh, no. I gotta say thank you, nah, I'll say thank you later. I gotta say this, I'm gonna avoid. I gotta make that phone call, I'm gonna avoid the phone call for another time. Those are all things that promote and push a person to, those are areas where you're lazy. The third area that he says is when you think that you wanna do something. This is a big one. I wanna do something and in our minds we're like, okay, I'll do it later. I'll do it later in my mind. It's not even something that's on you. It's like, oh, I wanna go say thank you to that guy. I wanna tell that guy he's wearing a nice suit, right? No, you don't do it. You don't do it, I'm gonna do it another time or it just, goes over. You go to a restaurant right, and you eat. Go with the guy. You want to go say, wow, this is delicious. I want to thank the guy behind the counter. Tell him, have a good day. It comes in your mind to do it, but you don't do it. Those are the three parts that he says in the beginning. He says, higiasmana, which is that thing we were talking about, getting up in the morning. Gotta get up in the morning. I gotta say Kriyashma. Kriyashma is at 9, whatever, whatever time Kriyashma is. 8.30, 8.48, whatever it is. Right? I gotta get up. Before I, nah, snooze. The second thing he is, bizdamdalafana. Someone gives you an opportunity. You wanna learn with me. You wanna do this. You wanna make money. You wanna that, nah, I'll push it off. And the third thing is, in my mind, this happens a lot, where I have, oh, I have these thoughts. I wanna call my mother and tell her she's great. Okay, I'll call her tomorrow. I wanna do this, eh, I'll do it tomorrow. Someone had their hand up, yeah, in the side. Can you make a combination? That's an example of a restaurant. Can we make a combination of laziness and social anxiety or anything like that? I mean, is it always just laziness? Ooh, I like that. Okay. Uh, that's a great question. That's a loaded question. Um, the Sano's question is, is it, is it, um, is it, uh, can he blame it on social anxiety? So I just want to be clear. Social anxiety is a real disorder. Um, People sometimes claim social anxiety, and it's not really social anxiety, which means it's, what? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not going there that fast. Um, 
more, more, more he says it's laziness. Okay, so I want to just be very clear. Uh, we've spoken about this many times. A guy walks into a, a room with a lot of people, right, and he's uncomfortable. That's not social anxiety. That's normal. Everyone got that? You walk into a room with a lot of people, especially if it's a lot of people who you don't know, or it could be it's a lot of people who you do know. That's not called social anxiety. Now, you might have a psychologist or you look up the DSM. I don't know if you guys know what the DSM. You don't have to know it's fine unless you're in, uh, in college or you're learning psychology. But basically, it's the diagnosis of certain things. You're walking into a room. You're walking into a wedding. You're walking into uh, uh, the dining room. Friday night, woman, you feel nervous, you're uncomfortable, you're whatever it is. That's not called social anxiety. That's not a disorder. That's a very normal thing that a lot of people have. Social anxiety is other extreme abnormal cases. So when you say, is that social anxiety, I just want to be clear in your question. Right, I, that's not what I'm saying. Is it, do, does a person, oh, fighting uncomfortability. So if I, or laziness, so you just answered the question. So if I'm going to go ahead and I go to a pizza shop and the pizza is amazing and I want to go ahead and I want to tell the guy, in your mind, it goes into your mind and you're like, wouldn't it be, why don't I just say night? Why don't I say thank you to the guy? But there are people by the counter. I have this, I could, I could say it myself. When I eat somewhere, when I eat somewhere and I like it, I like to go over, then afterwards I like to try and make a kiddush Hashem. I have a beard. They look at, I might be... Right? They look at me as somebody who is a religious Jew. So besides the fact that I want to say thank you because I want to say thank you, I have an extra push to say thank you because I want to be nice. I want to make a Kiddush Hashem. So a lot of times if I'm in a place, now it doesn't happen so much. As I, I, I don't do that, but I'm saying if I go, I will want to go over to the person who served me the falafel, the shawarma, the pizza, and say, Thank you so much. Right? But what happens? Sometimes there are people by the counter where the guy's busy and I start getting a little bit anxious. That's not because I have social anxiety. And it's not, I don't have social anxiety. It's disorder. I sometimes could get nervous in a situation like that. Nobody knows me. Everyone's ordering. No one's this. But what do I try and do? I try. I don't always do it. I push myself to go do that. But just to answer your question, that would be an example of... I don't want to just say laziness, but you have an idea, you want to say thank you, but you're not doing it and saying something. By the way, everyone needs to read, this is a book that I'm going to push, especially now that we are learning about um, laziness and zrizas. There's a book you must, everybody must read. It's called Feel the Fear. Some of you maybe, maybe have read it, and do it anyway. Feel the Fear and do it anyway. Just from the title is a great title. Feel the fear. It's not saying don't be afraid, but do it anyway. I might be a little anxious. I might be a little uncomfortable to go over to that guy and say, you know what, that's, an, that's a great suit. I really like that suit. It could be a stranger. Or to go over to somebody and say, thank you so much. Or to do something that's a little bit uncomfortable for you. That's what the Ramchal. That will help you break the... the uh, I don't, I don't, not necessarily the anxiety. It doesn't always break the anxiety, but it'll help you accomplish the things that you want to accomplish. Yes, Rabbi Tzvi, is that, is that, is that good? Rabbi Tzvi, go yeah, for it. Yeah, just to add a point on what Rabbi is saying, that I must add as the point from the saga, when, when you're busy, 
unless you're clinically, you have social anxiety, that Brendan is saying, that takes away usually most of it. What happens is, a lot of people say, Steve, how does your wife allow you this freedom um, in life and she doesn't get upset that you're not home a lot? I say that she doesn't know she's so busy. It's not about, without getting into if she's amazing or not. She doesn't have time for seats, these laziness. And busy people don't hear noises. The neighbors that complain there's drilling are usually people that are not busy and sit there all day. I don't have time to listen to the guy next door. And as I mentioned to Rebbe, in the past that I find, when do I get frustrated that someone doesn't answer me? When I'm not busy and I'm depressed. But if I was busy, I don't care if you answer or not. I don't have time to get into my, my feelings that are not the best of feelings. So keeping yourself busy will solve most of the anxiety as long as it's not clear. Beautiful. Well said. interesting Lushan, which is very strong. He says, Ain sakana kesakanaso. There's nothing more dangerous than letting things have time. Time is a very, very dangerous, dangerous uh, physical thing. It very, ruminates very in your dangerous. mind. Time, what? It ruminates in your mind. The more you think about it, you have a good idea, and you go, right. oh, um, I should make a business out of this. And the more you think about it, you go, yeah, well, this guy's doing it. Well, right, that guy's right, doing right, it. Well, right. then they're the going to say the, that. I copy The more the fear settle in. He says, The more time that you give it, is the eco of like you're saying, Zach. Something can push against what it is that you want to do. And especially, right, this is one of the big things I say. Why is it that a guy can go to work? A guy goes to work and he's up at 6 o'clock in the morning. He works till 12 o'clock at night. Two o'clock in the morning, he gets five, six hours of sleep. He goes in and he works. Okay, besides the money aspect, well, let's say you're not even making so much money. How come it could be that a person could get up when he has a job that he's able to be productive? But when you come to yeshiva, suddenly you have all these dreams 
and you have these goals, and then you have such <coughs> trouble getting into the base medrash. There's one major reason. What's the reason? Yitzhahara. Yitzhahara doesn't want you to be in yeshiva. Yitzhahara doesn't want you to be in the base medrash. That's the last place the Yitzhahara wants anybody to be. The last place the Yitzhahara wants anybody to be is in the base medrash. Why? Because when you're in the base medrash, you're going to grow. When you're in the base medrash, you're going to learn how to kill the Yitzhahara. So all he's got to do is keep you out. All he's got to do is keep you out. So laziness in that area is very, very strong. Because the second that I have a reason to maybe think, nah, maybe not, maybe I'll do it tomorrow, maybe I'll do it in a week from now, I'll do it after Pesach, I'll do it next year. That is the, the goal of the Yitzhahara, to keep you from doing what it is that you want to do. And remember what fear is. We're going to talk about this later on where he describes where fear really is born from. But remember, fear, one of my favorite lines of fear is false evidence appearing real, which means it's false. But it seems to be so real, but it's really just one big fat lie. It's a lie. It's really a lie. How many times do we have that thought of I'm going to go over to that guy and give him a compliment on his suit? I'm going to go over to that person, I'm going to do this thing, and he's going to go ahead and look at me a certain way. It's the exact opposite. The exact opposite of what happens. That's what fear does. It gives us the, the, the illusion. That's why I always say it's much harder to get out of your head. You've got to get out of your head. You've got to do action. You've got to be action-oriented, which is the next thing that I want to talk about from the Ramchal. And the Sildasharm says something very strong. He says like this, his boning. One of the things that we all wish we had was the one. When you have Rutzon, Rutzon is the letters of Rutz, the run. When you have a desire for something, when you want something, you go get it. If you had a want to do something, you would do, what do they say? If you have a why, you could get through any the what? how. Which basically means, if I want to get something, if I want to achieve something, if I must achieve something, if I gotta get there, if I have no options, but I'm for sure getting there, it's not an option, right? What's the line they say? How did you always choose this path over this path? How are you always so able to choose this path, the right path, and not the bad path? Right? Someone asked someone, so he says, I only saw one path. That's one. That's real Ruxa. I want this, and I'm going to get it, and nothing's going to stop me. I'm going to have a great relationship with my mother, I'm going to have a great relationship with my father, great relationship with my wife. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to be a Tamil Chacham. I'm going to finish the Masechta. I'm going to go ahead and I'm not going to give in to my desires. I'm going to go ahead. Nothing will stop me. That's called Ratzon. That's called Ratzon. And if you have Ratzon, if you have won, then you will run to accomplish whatever it is that you want. Most of the problem is we're not clear about what we want or our wants are a little bit vague. Vague wants get vague results. I'm not clear. If I'm clear that I'm coming to Shear, if I'm clear that I'm connecting to Shabbos, if I'm clear that I want to change my life, then I will do it and nothing's going to stop me. Not my parents, not my past, not my worries, nothing. I'm going to make it happen. That's called Ratzon. So says the Ramchal, that's beautiful. But let's say I don't have the Ratzon. Let's say I don't have the desire. Let's say I don't have that motivation. Question, comments first on that, and then we'll 
We'll get to that second part. Question, comments, please. Yes. I think it's more than if there's a will, there's a way. It's more of that it's if there's a want, there's a way. Because if you want to do it, then you'll have the will yeah. to get there. Correct. That's the way. Yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. And not only that, if it's a must. They say there's a difference between it's a must or a want. If you must have it, as opposed to, yeah, right? I want to have everybody. I want, oh, yeah. I want to be a millionaire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You want to be a millionaire. Sure. You're the first person ever to want to be a millionaire. No, everybody wants. Oh, I want to be happy. You're the first guy ever to want to be happy. No. What's the difference? What's the difference between someone who's happy and someone who's not happy? What's the difference between someone who becomes a millionaire and someone who doesn't become a millionaire? The guy who says, I must make it happen. I don't have an option to fail. Somebody says, I want to go ahead. I want to get up every morning. I want to learn Torah. I want to become a better Jew. I must become a better person. I must stop giving into my desires. Yes? The difference between wanting something and having something is doing something. Very good. Beautiful. Shkaya. Thank you. That's the theme of today's year. What Eliakim just said. Everybody wants to be this. Everybody wants to have something. The question what separates the men from the boys, so to speak. It separates those who are successful and those who are unsuccessful. And when I say successful, I mean in all parts of your life. Are the people who actually do something about what it is that they want. Because I want to tell you guys something. Your wants and your wants and your wants, if you don't do something about it, will just sit. They will sit and they will linger. They're not going to change. Your wants are not going to change. The only thing that, that, that your wants turn into as you get older and older, you guys don't know what this means because you're too young, not because you did anything wrong. You don't understand what it is when you get to my age, get a little bit older, your wants and your, want, and your dreams turn into regrets. Because you might have wanted something, but you didn't do something about it, and therefore you don't, you don't have it. At your age, at your age, you can have whatever you want. You just gotta do something now. When you get older, 20 years from now, you'll look back, you'll be like, okay, I can't, I can, I can, there's certain things I can't. I can't do that. 30 years from now, maybe. I mean, there's certain things you could always change. Yes. Very, very much so of a guy who's uh, going on a camping trip and climbing up a mountain. And he reaches like some point on the mountain far up that, that there's like a big wall and it's hard to get over the wall. <coughs> so in order to ensure that he gets over the wall, he throws his survival bag over the wall with all his food and everything. So he has no choice but to get over the wall. Mm. Ooh. sacrifice and put it all out, put it out, put it all out for that. Because otherwise what happens is everyone, right, the world of amaslos, amaslos, as we said yesterday, the world of excuses is, is the best. Who, who's not, who's not going to, the world of excuses, you have, all, you have so many friends with all your excuses. You talk about your parents and you talk about your laziness, you 
talk about your, your rejections, and you talk about your trauma, and you talk about all the reasons why you drink, and all the reasons why you smoke, and all the reasons why you waste time on your phone, and all the reasons why you have negative thoughts, and every reason why you have all the dysfunctional things that you have in your life, and everybody would be like, wow, let's share, compare notes, because I have the same exact thing, and we all have the same exact thing. Okay, so I was going to say, no, but you don't have it like I have it. Okay, I promise you there's another guy who says that same exact line. You don't have it like I have it. You didn't have it as bad as I had it. I promise you there's another person who says the same thing. You don't understand me. I'm telling you there's another person who says the same thing. You don't understand me. You don't know what I went through. And you know what? It could be true. It could be true. But bottom line... Bottom line, like like Simcha saying so beautifully, Binyamin Simcha saying so beautifully, if you're willing to get there and you're willing to make the changes and you're willing to sacrifice and do whatever it takes, whatever it takes, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get to where I want to get, you will get there. Yes, Shimon. I feel very overwhelmed from what you just said. I feel like I'm drowning because you're like, yo, and this and that, excuses, the whole world. Let's be real, the whole world is uh, against us. I mean, in this uh, direction that you're telling us that we need to go. No? I don't know who the we whole world is. I don't know who the 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 whole world is. I don't know Fear. I have to get rid of ego because ego is going to hold me back. Not only that, but I also need to get rid of uh, laziness. And there's probably oh. home. <laughs> no, it's funny. No, it's funny. Shimon Gold, the reason he's so overwhelmed is because he's going to do all of Binyamin was crying for Yosef. That's what Chazal said. 
I heard this question a few years ago, a beautiful question, is why are they crying for each other's base of English? Meaning, cry for his own base of English. Why are you crying for his base of English? Okay, obviously it's a nice thing that he's crying for his destruction, but why don't you cry for your own destruction? I heard a shot, I don't know who it's from, but Shimon, you just remind me of this shot. They say because, because when you're destroying yourself, it's not a time to cry. It's time to get to work and to do what you got to do. Get to work. You're not going to sit there and, and mope on your, on your destruction. You've got to start building yourself. Somebody else's destruction, someone else's pain, you can't say, stop crying, get to work. You've got to have empathy and you've got to say, oh, wow, that hurts. But my own, my own destruction, that i got to get to work. I think that that's very appropriate to what we're saying. And what? I'm not hoping. I'm just saying. Right. That's what I'm saying. You're a person, Shimon, who has these things and saying, no, okay, now I got to get to work. Yeah. I'm saying you're, you're giving me huge madriga that I need to jump to. What about that? How do I even start walking? What am I doing with this fear and this ego and the, the Avram's mother's name, the excuses? What, where does it start? Right. So, so, so let's start with how we started off sheer, which is what? Don't, who said that? Benny. Oh, Benny, tell him. <laughs> tell him. <laughs> tell him what you just said. I can't hear you. Yo, show an hour I said today. 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 <laughs> the difference, the closing program says the difference between me and my friends is when we start off here. They're looking at what do I got to do in my life? How am I going to ever accomplish it? The answer is today. Be the change I want to see in myself today. Do it today. Don't worry about tomorrow. The people who are worried about the next week, the next month. No, do it today. Have a great day today. What's the goal for? What? It's all today. What's the goal? Good. 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 That's a different question. You could do goals for a week and then break it down for today. Good. That's already a different conversation. But you live today. That's what a person does. Yes, yeah. Uh, so Beautiful. With Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, what you're saying with the um, uh, thing about the other person's destruction with uh, Yosef and Benjamin um, very often people themselves, part of the reason why there is so much destruction is because they don't pay attention to their own so I think, I don't know like is that so fair to say to the person oh just move, like because a lot of time, people are like, oh, I need, I, I need to work through this. I need to work through this. But at the same time, part of actually working through this is actually sitting there and going, okay, this is what happened to me. I need to be able to process it. And part of processing right, it is just sitting there and good. by feeling it. Well, well said. I want to clarify. Thank you, Zach. Thank you, Zach. Zach is asking a question. He says, what do you mean? What are you saying? you got to build and move forward. But I got a lot of trauma. I got a lot of my past that I got to work through. I have a lot of stuff that's holding me back that makes me stuck. 
So the answer to that could be, one of the answers is, is that taking care of that and going to therapy and speaking to someone about your trauma and going and working it through is working it and is doing it. As opposed to just saying, I can't do anything, I'm stuck. Nobody who's saying, I'm stuck, I can't do anything, is going to get anywhere. If you could say, I need to feel the pain that I've been through. I need to experience the trauma. I need to go, nowadays a person, Baruch Hashem, there are a lot of therapists, there's a lot of trauma counselors, there's a lot of uh, ways for a person to deal with their trauma. There are many, many, many ways for a person to do that. And doing that is actually dealing with it. Yes, Rabbi Steve. Yeah, I just want to share a thought about the perception going back. Thank you, Zach. I'm sorry. Thank you. Just go ahead, Zach. Okay. I think it all starts, as Rabbi said, and Yosef was mm -hmm. talking about how it's hard for him to walk over to a guy and say, what a nice suit. It happens because of perception. And when we, when we take another person out of the human being box and we make him into a god, or our perception is that he has money or because he's a Talmachachim that, that I can't talk to him. But you would be surprised how many times if you would just try, attempt to go talk to that person that you think, you would realize how he's just like you. He has his struggles. And if the response is that he's not responding like you have, like you wanted, so maybe he has an ego problem and he has to balance his work. And I, and I want to share two examples Last night, both my, myself and my brother, we went to a person 65 years old. Avi? Yeah, Avi was there. Avi, um, Avi, star, Avi. Avi. So we, um, this, guy, this guy's son, he's 65 years old, he had corona, and he wasn't willing to take his medicine, or any medicine, and his son felt comfortable to call me at one or whatever it was, um, to come try to convince him. My perception until last night, this guy is considered a big shot in uh, the politic world, huge. Now when I would walk over to him, I would be a little intimidated and I would only talk to him in the box of what I needed and how much, etc. And last night, I realized how he's just a child and has the flaws like I do and everyone else. And as Rebbe knows, because I woke up Rebbe, and I don't know what I'm yeah, what Rebbe was up to, um, I had I needed Rebbe and my father to talk to him and say, the Nishmarta, you have to take your medicine. And this is someone that on the daily, um, you would meet him and you would say, wow. But, but no, he's just a human being. So it's me not sitting with him and talking to him like a normal person and intimidating him. That is one. A month ago, as I was talking to another guy that's a big guy in politics, because I needed help for a friend, I was talking to him just about what the friend needed. And he kept on talking to me, and I was like, I'm not doing small talk with this guy, because he's a big shot. But that was my perception, and he was interested, and he spent 17 and 42 seconds on the phone with me, talking to me about life and, and whatever his problems were. And when I hung up, I, I, I said, if you could have a guy next to you that when you say to him you're stupid and you laugh, and when you're told stupid you cry because you think it's true and he thinks it's a joke. So that doesn't mean one of you's wrong, but it means you could train your brain 
like this guy that translates, if I tell a guy, you're an orange, that's not, no one's going to punch me in my face. So if we keep on coming back and ask the Shimon, Shimon, I don't understand the answer today, or Shimon's asking. I talk to Shimon once in a while for a minute outside. And that, those minutes, I've seen him changing when he sits here every day and the way he talks about what he talks. So, so I don't understand that he would solve it, all of these ego problems within a day we would be dead. So keep on coming back as I'm sitting here for 10, 15 years with Rabbi Fisher. And as I mentioned yesterday, I'm just starting, starting to scratch. So you're sitting here, wow, how am I gonna do it? Keep on coming back, no answers.